This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. remember the big moments in the movies we see, the big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is Society. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie, Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I'm your gracious host. Alongside me, the two-dimensional, Phillips-headed, backfire-inducing, clone war ranger and marshmallow, sweet old candy man, punch out, drink out, smoke out, joke out, Justin Waddell, what's up, sir? How you doing there? It's good to hear, it's good to hear your voice. Yeah. You know? It's a it's a rough day, and now I got to hear your your dulcet tones. I can imagine it was not a great day, and I'm sorry for that. But here I here I am, and at least you get to talk about something awesome. I did go hiking today. I was bumming out on the trail, you know. Yeah, that's, that's the kind of day it was. But I was out there. Did you do anything uh, exercising? I know you're you're singing, you're playing tunes today, playing making music. Yeah, uh, actually, I was. Uh, it was funny. Funny you should say that because I was um, ghosting a dude on a trail for a couple hours today. <laughs> um, got a blister, Nick. I uh, read that someone in the news had said that there's two black holes. That there's a theory. I don't know if it's a theory or an inevitability of when two black holes come together, and you know what I mean that all life is we you know like the it's like it's just a total game changer everything goes away when the two black holes collide i guess they when they when they they shunt i guess the (laughs) black holes shunt each other is that the verb have you read about this no just added it to my list of worries i wasn't thinking about that didn't really enter my mind that maybe two black holes could be eating out eating the world eating everything out Wait, it sounds gross. Yeah, speaking of, I mean, I do visit a lot of websites where there's two black holes colliding, but I mean, not as exciting as yours. Um, I just saw that. I I saw that on my phone. I was trying to look at the news, and then it was just, they say something that you might be interested in, and it was two black holes. Does it say Um, it's like tomorrow? I don't think so. Maybe I saw it on Twitter. I need to know when these black holes are going to start fucking up, because... All I know is, why couldn't it have happened before I hit play on society? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, why couldn't have? I've got to finish up. Gilmore Girls finish. I got a couple things I got to wrap up before those yeah. black holes hit, hit each other. Yeah. What's so. What's on your um? What do they call that? Your your bucket list, list. Your bucket list. Yeah. You know. Your, I'm sorry. Your black holes colliding list. What do you What do you got? If you do have a bucket list, is there anything on it? You got yeah. Before you Before you check out. I mean, obviously, like most people, I want to be in a full body cast, and I want to be rolled or pushed down something. You know. <laughs> Yeah. One thing I, I need. I also want to know what it's like to um, have a living thing kind of moving around inside. 
Pregnant? And then pregnant? Other... You're talking about pregnant? No, no, no. Something, uh, an interloper, something that's uh, sort of downtrodden and, and negative. Pregnant? <laughs> what about you? Do, is there anything on my bucket list? I don't really, I never really think about that. So I'm, there's stuff I'd like to do for sure, but I'd like to go to Antarctica. That's one thing I'd like to do. I'd like to oh, hang out yeah. there. The first thing they do when you get there is tell you how to pronounce it. What did I say? Antarctica? It was just very Steve. It was well, very. Think, yeah, no, I, I, but I said it because I was unsure of myself when I said it. But why would you? What's what's there other than a, a, a landscape? I don't know. I always just I read a a few books where I think one of the books I read it has a big takes part in Cavalier and Clay with the Adventures mm-hmm. of Cavalier Clair, 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 I don't know, but that that book partially takes place in Antarctica, in, in Antarctica, and I always kind of wanted to. I just was fascinated by that that place and then plus you can throw like i think you can throw like boiling water straight up and it just turns into a block of ice before it hits the ground and i always wanted to take a huge boil up some water and take it on you know out to you know it's pretty cool outside and do that would you that's what i want to do when i get down there just please get out of the way no be i won't i don't want you to get hit in the head with a block of ice before the end of the world that's fair enough i also want to watch tina turner sleep like oh i want to watch her sleep overnight See what yeah. happens. Yeah. I got a new number one. It's on my list now, too. Can I steal things off of your list? Can you imagine uh, the world is going haywire and uh, we have drugged Tina Turner because she would have gone haywire so we could watch her sleep? I would, I would ask her permission. You're at, you're actually thinking about drugging her <laughs> so you could watch her sleep? Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no. You're right. I'd, if, we don't, if we don't drug her, it'll be her natural sleeping form. Mm-hmm. And I'd forever be wondering if that was her actual real sleep right. since it was drug induced. Mm-hmm. I would just ask her politely if we could please watch you sleep, Tina yeah. Turner. I'm a big fan of your music, but I'd also yeah. like to watch you snooze, you know. Think Tina and Turner's th- ever taken in the movie Society? You think she watched that? Maybe I like the fact that the uh right after we watch her sleep the world ends. So literally for her you snooze you lose. <laughs> Tina Turner, man. She's she's still touring, right? Like as of a couple years ago, she was still out there. I think she might have finally retired, but I have not seen her name in print in many years. I think she's still like I think once you have a name and you know have any kind of fans, you can tour off that forever. And I imagine she in nineteen, you know, two thousand nineteen, she was out and tour, and COVID disrupted it. I would say she ages like a fine wine, but she ages better than wine. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? She's like three hundred, and she looks like Julian Glover before he drank from the goblet. Zack Snyder. She was eighty. Oh, that's not a good photo. She was eighty two years ago. She's eighty two, huh? I put the let me put two and two together here. She's not touring then. You think she might be? I'm just giving you uh, some some news. By the way, an actress from time yeah. to time. Yeah, not a bad actress, I'd say. I what enjoyed her and Thunderdome. You know, she's known for her legs, right? Oh, yeah. And she's known for her wild talent and her very abusive husband. I mean, he's super dead, though, right? He's gone, I think. Yeah. Yeah. God lifted him off of the earth and put him in his front coat pocket, I believe is what happened. (laughs) He's gone, Nick. But, you know, that's the thing is about Tina Turner is that, you know, she took Ike Turner's last name and then she got rid of Ike, but she didn't get rid of the last name because that's a cool fucking name, you know? Yeah. What was her she original used, name? She used Take it a, a lot better than Ike did. 
take a wild swing at what her real name might have been. Because I know it's probably in that movie, that famous Angela Bassett movie. But if you were to take a wild swing, what's her what's her original first name? Hooch. Tina Hooch? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Tina Toothbairn. <laughs> oh, I hope you're right. Let me see here. I'm looking her up. Born is she, Tina's she, not even her first name. Anna May she's Bullock. From, she's from Switz. <laughs> she's never, what do you what do you mean she's from Switz? She's, she's from Tennessee. She's, she is a they consider her a Swiss person. Yeah, American she born a, Swiss. I yeah. like it. She's born Anna May Bullock. She sounds like a, a cowgirl with that kind uh, of name. I would venture to say she would have been just as successful with that name. Yeah, I mean, she got pipes, man. She can sing. She's an incredible singer, incredible talent. I miss her. Now that we're talking about her, I would love to see her. I hope she still is touring. She's playing small clubs, though. Yeah? Yeah, she doesn't want all this, you know, all the notoriety, or she wants to be able to just kind of be close to the people and them not know who she is. So if you're ever downtown and you see a marquee that says Tina Toothbairn on it, you better jump on in. <laughs> jump in that room. Speaking of singing, I was at a restaurant tonight. A Mexican restaurant, you know, enjoying some time with my family, my aunt, my dad, my sister. We were eating and they decided to, lo and behold, drop a karaoke night on us. There were maybe 10 people in the restaurant and five of them were rotating into the (laughs) karaoke. Well, besides us, but they were and they weren't sounding good, Nick. Was it a the grandma? Amazing. So there's a grandma. She was not incredible. And then everybody else sounded terrible. Singing the Christmas tunes. They're doing Christmas karaoke. Grandmother's like, smashing through the boundaries. Lunacy has found me. Cannot kill the battery. The grandpa did go up for one song. Grandma got up there. She took a turn. Like, she would rest a song and then come back up. Because she actually had some good pipes. But grandpa got up there and sang, Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer. He karaoke it. I knew you were going to say it. I knew you were going to say it. His grandma's yeah. sitting right beside him. Yeah, but you notice yeah. the hoof prints down her chest? Mm. He's spitting truth. He, he just sang it right to her. He's like, grandma. is it grandma or grandpa? Got run grandma. Up. It's, grand, grand, it's grandma, right? Yeah, yeah, so I wish she would have got up there and said, run it back. And she started doing grandpa got run over by a reindeer. I wish. I used to love that song, by the way. I used to <laughs> listen to it on my Walkman. I thought it was the bee's knees when I was a kiddo. Or, you know, on the radio, probably with headphones, I would just, it was amazing. I thought it was I a height believe. of comedy. Wow. So much for us being role models for anyone. You said your day was sad. I didn't know that's what you're talking about. That just for some reason it was, was sad, Nick. There was a couple of things. It's all right. You know, this didn't, this didn't set the mood right for me, this movie. I was dreading watching it. And what time had, did you watch I, it yesterday or today? Let me just tell you what happened. I've seen a little bit of this movie before. Grossed me out for years. I watched it last night and I shut it off right before the final scene and then proceeded to have nightmares about the scene last night before you saw it, which was a good thing because then the, the movie didn't really live up to what I had imagined and then what I had feared. So it's still gross, but at least it wasn't as, as bad as I had remembered and dreamed about. Yeah. I had, I had a listless sleep. I was dreaming about society. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so then i couldn't eat by the way after this movie for a while <laughs> it's gross i mean that just that's actually i have to give it some credit it's effective you know and the the effects still bug me and it's over 20 years old how wait how old is it 
89? It's even it's so, super old. Huh? You want to talk about the duality of man? I watched this film in two parts, two halves. Yeah. Eight during both. Of course you did. You, you like this movie, right? You really you kind of like it. I mean, it's not I don't I like that it exists. I'm not a it's not a movie I watch. I watched I like it. What I like what it says, I guess. Just don't like necessarily how it says it, but I got to give it props. I'm going to give it some, throw out some compliments. Why do we do this one? Well, one of our great listeners, and I'm I'm sure it's more than, I mean, probably uh, more than just one. But if you remember back on our episode 100, I think it was, Mm -hmm. uh, we asked some of our our buddies to recommend some movies for us to do. And I think that was one that Poopy Jeans wanted us to do. And I think both her and Ryan both want us to do it. And so it's like a twofer. Sutherland, you know, it's it also it's on brand for us. Mm-hmm. There is the added joy of knowing that it it was something you dreaded. You bought it for me, Nick. Actually, I got a message, an email message that Nick had bought me this movie to download through iTunes. And I last night before I downloaded it, I looked. I was like, I don't want to download it. I want to see if I could find it playing somewhere where I don't have to download it. It was on Tubi, but then I felt bad when I found it out. I was like, I can't not accept this gift. So I did download it. And then, of course, the freeze frame that they use to advertise society, like uh, whenever you ha- you pull it up on your, you know, um, on your Apple app or something, is that picture of that guy's face in the butt. <laughs> you know, just give me a little shot of Billy Warlock in his Jeep. You know, just ease me plenty into of, it. Pl- plenty of them to choose from. The best of, okay, we, we, we'll get to it. But I'm just going to say this. Is he the shortest basketball player besides Michael J. Fox ever put on film? Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. All right, guys, look. It's a movie microscope. The show will resume. We punch turds through the windmill, burn out, walk quietly through the Aquarius. We cover ourselves in drinks. We rummage through the breakfast, touching ourselves, albeit shyly, watch a film through a set of nautical jargoned eyes, and lotion ourselves until the bats backfire. You sound like the it sounds like the plot of the movie. <laughs> We skip Trace of Vagrant in the nick of time, pour ourselves into energy capsules, and watch a film through diseased slaughterhouse eyes and share with Alexi, the listener. It sounds like you are reading the summary to society. So if we were watching, talking about two if by C, we talk about the scene where Dennis Leary puts the entirety of Sandy Bullock into a, a bottle and sends her out to sea, like some Pentagon-jawed genie. Talk about the little moments. <laughs> I just caught up with that one on the Criterion channel, by the way. Saw in the theater. <laughs> Two if I see. Of course. <laughs> You're um, one of the few that can claim that, by the way. I was so excited for that movie because I oh loved my God. I loved him and I loved her and I loved Ted Demi. If I remember right, he did that movie, right? Did he really? I don't know who did that movie. It is for it's a forgotten one for it's sure. It's not it's not a very good movie, but I and, and I think somebody had their hair the wrong color, but <laughs> like that means something. But I oh man, that, that was like a magic time for both of them. Let's see, two of spicy. Sandy Bullock had to be pretend to be romantically interested in Dennis Leary. Is that what's going they're, on? They were they're best friends. They were friends they in did, real life. Yeah, that's why they did it. Uh, Bill Bennett now, so he didn't. Did somebody? So, oh, I guess not. But Leary wrote it. So two of C based on a. Uh, like was it by a doc by Dr. Seuss? Like a Dr. Seuss book or something? No, that's a good that's a funny one. Then nailed yeah. it. It's good. I'm I'm already warming up, man. I'm gonna on fire today. Do you remember that time though? I mean Sandra Bullock's obviously a kind of a big deal in Hollywood now, but mm-hmm. 
when she came out, you think about like Demolition Man was just oof, life changer. And then I think I guess you had a time to kill and you had Sandy Bullock. Yeah. And then you had oh. I mean, she was there was like a handful. It's like a three like speed. And then there was one thing, one other thing where she was just the cutest. No, she was in that movie where, where she was in a coma or the guy was in a coma. Bill Pullman. And Wh- she while you were sleeping. That was a big one for her, yeah. While you're while you were sleeping, but she was like kind of. I remember first kind of becoming aware of her when she was in that like River Phoenix, Samantha Mort, not Samantha Mort, Samantha. The thing Mathis. called love. Yeah, thing she's called... in that, and, and she, she was had, in like, Love Potion number nine too. Right, and so she was kind of like this, and then all of a sudden she got that movie. I think while you were sleeping, it just it just launched her into like rom coms for a while. But Demolition Man is there's a version of that's her. Is that before? Uh, is that before why you're sleeping? I think so. Yeah, and I th- mm-hmm. yes, and but I think her in that is not unlike Sa- Sarah Jessica Parker in L.A. Story. No, they've she's never. Great. She's great in Demolition Man. She, and they've never played. So yeah, they've never played that role again. Mm-hmm. And it's they both play sort of a too good to be true, you know, just bubbly and bright character in a movie that true. doesn't necessarily ask for that, but it's great. And Speed obviously was. I mean, she yeah. had like a ton of she had like she made a lot of right choices, and she's just charismatic. She is she's in something like now that's coming out that looks kind of strange, like that she plays kind of a next con or something. Who who? Oh yeah, she has. Unfortunately, the gossip rags took her. She was she had a lot of crap. Was she married? Didn't she get married to like a guy that was a douche? Yeah, like a tattoo he, artist or something. Yeah, like Jesse Jackson or Jesse Johnson or Jesse, Jesse James. James. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, actually, I think she married Reverend Jesse Jackson. <laughs> she, um, yeah, she's had bad taste in dudes, I guess. That's all right. I, I, the manager would like to talk to you about Mr. Tate Donovan. Was she with Tate? Yeah, I think they were married. Nick, you're zooming in. Holy crap! Am I justining you right now? Nick, you're zooming. I gotta know. I think she was married to, to Tate Donovan. <laughs> Never mind. She's got good Tate and men. <laughs> Tate Donovan, man, I follow him on Insta, Twitter, Twitch. Did the whole thing. I did the whole kit and caboodle with Tate. He is amazing on on all forms of social media. Uh, yeah, he's he DJ. was. A, he's he's they been were DJing together. lately. They were together for four years. Oh yeah, what was his DJ name? DJ Tate Donovan. Because <laughs> I, I was listening to a remix by Tate Bud. I do miss Tate. What, what's what's he best known for? Love, he, he is in Love Potion number nine, obviously, right? He is great. He's he shows up in movies all the time in like these small roles, but you, you just love him. Is he? How's his COVID been? Is he still working? Fuck yeah, Tate Donovan he's still mm-hmm. railing on it. Are you kidding me? He was also with Jennifer Aniston for four years. I knew he was with Aniston, or at least one of the friends. Was he in Strange Luck? What a Lothario, that dude, man. He's not, was he in Strange Luck or is that somebody else? What is Strange Luck? A Fox show that they try to like put on for a while when, during the X Files. And they're like, if you like X Files, you should watch Strange Luck. Then it didn't last. I'm sure you're yeah. right. I don't know he's if that was an, him. God, he's been on a billion shows. I don't think so. But what, I mean, he is constantly working, still murdering it. What's he working? Mur- he's working? Murdering it. Like he's still and every every year, every year he's got some shit going on. Legit movies too. Yeah. I mean, not huge roles. Like he played hockey coach in Manchester by the Sea. He's in Manchester he, by the Sea, huh? Yeah, he had a big part in, in uh Elvis and Nixon, which is probably not as good as Frost Nixon. But anyway. Oh DB Sweeney was in Strange Luck. 
that guy is rocking princesses left and right that you got to throw, throw, you know, toast out to him. So tell me about your, in, your, uh, initiation into society. I don't know. I think at one point I must've caught this like years ago, like on cable and I just caught it. You know how you kind of just come in the middle of a movie. Literally, I've never seen most of this. I've never seen most of this movie. And I just must have seen the ending over something of something or something, and it just super grossed me out. I remember the the scene when the the beauty marker, the mole transfers to that guy's face. Of course, and it's just it's horrific to me. But when I watched it again, I have to admit, like it it is kind of silly, and it's not as as bad as I thought. I got all worked up, Nick. I feel a little bit yeah. foolish that I got so worked up. How about you? What's your, I didn't, I, like I said, I have never seen this full movie until this weekend. How about you? I um, was, you know, once again, Fangoria had gotten me so excited about the movie and obviously reanimator made me a fan of everybody affiliated with it. Mm-hmm. So I was excited about it long in advance. And I don't think I saw it in the theater. I don't even know if it came to the theater where I live, but I, I remember the VHS, I think it had a wraparound, wraparound artwork, maybe. Did it. Either either way, I remember it was a big deal and it was super expensive. So I rented it and was very disappointed in it. And then I ended up buying it just because I wanted to own society. Mm-hmm. And I think me and friends would watch it from time to time. But it's it's a movie that there's a lot of there's a lot of empty space. Yeah, it's all about that buildup. It's like the ring, the original of the ring. Like it's like kind of one of those movies where a ring or whatever, where it has this weird tone and nothing's really happening. It's just kind of weird. And then they save it all for the end. It all builds to that, you know, and 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 obviously that's what people remember from this movie is that ending. I think I was expecting you to compare this to the fucking ring. <laughs> you just threw society a huge compliment so good for you i was trying to think of things to compare it to i guess you can kind of compare it to they live and stuff but what do you think i mean i don't what else has brian yuzna done i know he did the reanimator sequel right that's he directed that i think he did the third one too um and then he, but did and he, he wrote he, he wrote and produced the original it was his baby that movie was his baby the Which first one, one. The, the first okay. one okay Stuart gordon was brought on he as a director. Do, he didn't do um what's that movie based on that he al- I think oh, he also did Honey I Shrunk the Kids. I think he was involved in that. Did he write it? I think he did write it. Yeah. I mean he's had a you know he was he's he's one of those guys that's kind of a lifer. I know he was tight with Dan O'Bannon, uh tight with you know a lot of those guys. Yeah, Honey I Shrunk the Kids, he's a co writer. I mean he and he did some he some he did some awful dog shit movies and stuff, but he did a lot of no, movies. I was gonna say he did Faust and I had and and he did, and I saw Faust, which is horrible. Starring, um, starring, I know it's Jeffrey Combs is in it, but That's starring is who? It, isn't Devoff in it? Yeah, he's in it. He's got to be. It can't be. How do you not have Devoff? He's not the star, though. I don't think he plays Mephistopheles. You know who's in it? Jennifer yeah. Rope. <laughs> Jennifer Rope is in it. She um, just got married. She just got married. Oh yeah, yeah. Tied the knot. Anyway, Faust is based on uh, you know her groom very, hung. Huh? <laughs> Faust is oh, based on it. They have a pet oh. dog. It's a collie. You've heard of him, Lasso. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Jennifer Rope for Faust is based on a comic that's kind of infamous for being. It's like the. It's like there's you know pe- super. It's like X rated. Right? Yeah, there's penises in it. 
and, and you know a lot of nudity and violence and it's like almost like the characters like wolverine if wolverine was like slicing people and pulling their intestines out and stuff and the and the, i just remember watching that movie and thinking how terrible it is but it does have that movie did have some kind of like some of these weird kind of gross out effects in it like much like this movie does so I, and that's why i thought yasna did that he he, I, he watched i watched something else he did too that's that's pretty bad yeah but the bottom line is, is he's a he's a he's a career horror film guy. Well, I have, of course, I have a story with him that I almost worked with him, of course, because that's the story. About oh, he did Dagon and he produced it. Do you feel like by us agreeing to do this is sort of a Faustian bargain as well? Sort of. He must be rich from the Honey I Shrunk the Kids movies. They're making a they're... new version of one right now. It's called Shrunk, and guess who's in it? Rick Moranis, Josh Gad, my man. Gad got in there. And no, Moranis no. is in there. Yeah, I think he's coming back, which makes me happy because I'm I actually love Rick Moranis. Well, you would, but Josh Gad, how could you not like like Rick Moranis? He's I loved him. Yeah, he was great. He was, you know, you think about even just the Bob and Doug McKenzie stuff. No, I, and all the SCTV stuff. He was he's one of the funniest to me. I, I love him. Anyway, he's been let's... he's been doing it, man. He's been doing it for years. Rick Moranis has not been doing it for years. That's why it's exciting to have him back and shrunk. They shrunk the title, Nick. By the way, there's a character at the end of this film called Rick Moranis. <laughs> so tell me, let's, let's if you could summarize the the plot of I Society. Don't, I don't, I don't want to. Look, why are you making me do it? You do that I mean, kind of work. So look, the you know in in Beverly Hills, the rich are different, you know, and this film sort of tells a story about the upper upper crust and how they live, man, and 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 the rules they play by and how different they are than us peasants and regular folk and our protagonist billy played by billy warlock the best name in a long time it might be the best name of all time i think it may be the best actor name period is there a bet because his dad was dick warlock and yeah. they dick named his son billy and dick warlock is a good name and it may be a great name billy warlock for some reason i'm in love it's a great i bet name. you there's some sort of a kid's song that you could do like a hopscotch game to like with all three of their name like dick warlock billy warlock dick Dorak, rick moranis dick warlock ricky warlock port port horn what's that one guy from roxanne rick rick rosevich yeah you can get in that can you get him in there he can't be in society because he's afraid of worms roxanne and there's worms galore in this movie what do you mean he's afraid of worms we i don't get it remember in the movie he's dumb and so yeah. Cyrano, you know, is writing his his uh, love letters for him, and he, he can't read well. So instead of he's, he's telling him he's afraid of worms instead of words. Oh God, no, I don't remember this. I like Roxanne for sure. Anyway, so, yeah, the rich suck, and they and basically our our protagonist William Warlock <laughs> is, uh, you know, he's caught in the middle of a conundrum. Man, his the people he believe are his parents may not be as such, and he's he having strange strange dreams he's having these weird feelings that something's not right in his life his parents are acting weird his sister's acting weird and he's seeing a therapist uh and telling you know dumping kind of all this on him but you know he's also a teenager right he's got the hormones kicking there's going through a lot of changes in his life so he's kind of questioning is he making all this stuff up in his head like all his all his paranoia is it just is it just bad dreams or is something really going on? What he allows to happen in front of his eyes and not being too worried and paranoid surprised me. Like his family is super close. He does bring it up. I mean, that's the thing is he 
they oh yeah they're super close i mean even at the end though when he's watching all this stuff unfold he doesn't react like a normal human he does being. not react at all and i kind of um, wonder he's he's had relations with a shunter he doesn't he did not mind that was a good time no i'm saying had. though <laughs> he, he was enjoying it and she, i was enjoying it she uh obviously enjoyed it because she fell in love with billy warlock even though he was edible, um, and 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 has been uh, raised, has been uh, raised to be a meal, um, or a I don't is it a meal? Are they eating these people, or are they just kind of? No, they're devouring them. Yeah, but in a weird way. Mm-hmm. One of the writers' name is Zeph Daniel. It's a good first name, Zeph. Z e p h. He wrote under a pseudonym for this movie, but his real name is Zeph. Oh, really? You zoomed yeah. in. Is it a typo? Did the, the the hospital get it wrong? It was supposed to be Jeff. No, I think it's short for Zephyr. Really? Which is even which is even worse. Sounds yeah. like what is he? Anthony Kiedis' son? For God's sakes! Well, um, Zeph wrote a Zeph wrote a movie where at the end, the rich people were drinking blood, and Yasna said, "Hi, no, let's change it just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> let's just tweak it." Zeph, does that sound all right? And he's like, "All right, I, I'm I'm listening." <laughs> They get the screening that those guys were shocked, the original writers. So I was mentioning Dan O'Bannon. Brian Yuzno had been working on a project with him for ages called Man or Men, The Men. Okay. And it was about the like basically all the men on Earth were aliens and the women found this out. And so there was this paranoia soaked story that had a body horror element to it. And that film they worked on for like a year and then it failed. They, like uh, O'Bannon walked. And Yuzna couldn't figure out what to do. And when he got this film deal, they gave him the script for society and whatever shape it was in. And he said, mm-hmm. well, I'm going to take some of these ideas that I had for this other thing and put them in there. So that's probably what happened. Wow. This is actually a legit Zoom you ha- you're having here. We Zoomed in like legit, <laughs> legit Zoom. I'm sorry. I hate breaking our as <laughs> off brand. What are you doing? I sinned. I hope God doesn't put me in his front pocket. You zoomed you zoomed in. I, I do appreciate it because we do zoom in on the show and we are in the running and it's getting towards the end of the year. Obviously, we are in the running for the golden microscope this year. I don't yeah. think you've heard. And this is this could be what tips it. The they're the first scene where where we start to see the screaming mad George elements start to arise is involving Mr. Warlock's sister, if I'm not mistaken. There's a shower scene, and then there's a scene where he's zipping up her dress. Right. And yeah, the sh- Maybe the zipping up the dress happens first. Most people shower before they put a dress on, though. I think there might be something right at the beginning. That's. I think you're right. I think you're right. I think you're right. But that scene in the shower actually is kind of great. It is kind of great. I have to agree. Actually, all the stuff that's kind of pre the end to me is kind of is kind of fun. Like, and even the end in a way is is kind of fun. But um, they do give they oddly give the end away over the credits in a in a strange like as they're introducing as they're introducing the movie and you know the they're rolling the credits at the beginning. They they're showing scenes from the end. Yeah, they did in the trailer the trailer as well. They must have thought that like, hang on, guys, there's something weird coming. Don't 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 doze off because nothing's much is going to happen till the end. Um, but talk about the, how it begins. Like we, we get a dream sequence. We'll get that out of the way where Billy Warlock is run around his house with a knife and then he wakes up and then he, you know, it's, it's, it's got to go to school or something. I don't know. His friends coming to pick him up. I don't know. I think something like that. He has a Jeep. He's a black Jeep in this. He's a basketball star. Anyway, her sister's boyfriend named Blanchard 
comes over. His, you know, his pretty sister is like, she's like 16 or something. She's like, turn, she's, she's going to have a coming out party. She's trying on this dress. Anyway, the boyfriend happens to be in her closet and scares her. And then, you know, Billy Warlock jumps in the room and beats this guy up and kicks him out of the house. He doesn't beat him up. He just kind of. I think he does. I think he jumps on him and throws a punch or two and then pulls him out of the house because he thinks this guy's attacking his sister. And you find out that Blanchard, this this guy is just worried about something. He's worried about the sister and he's not right. Like he's kind of like he's been spooked about something, you know. And then this is the first time we see the sister and the parents. And everybody is like, besides Billy Warlock, is kind of too happy. Very uh, 1950s commercial style mixed with... yeah, Mixed with, seem, with, other than the fact they're fucking like they seem very soap opera-ish to me yeah even you know the the dad's very kind of oddly good looking even billy warlock has kind of a soap opera look to him he was know? on he was on a soap opera when they hired him he was hired off of whatever the big one was at the time another legit zoom two in a row nick <laughs> nice yeah, he came. It was like the Young and the Restless, I believe. And he he was hired like he had just a few weeks left before his contract was up, and society happened to him. Mm-hmm. Saved his ass. The big career move. Then he helps his sister kind of zip her dress up. And that's kind of when you get some this incestuous, like like she's almost coming on to him or something, or he's attracted to her. And then he sees that her back is damp, like kind of weird, oddly sweaty, and then it bulges out like it's yeah. like. And then he kind of shakes it off like a mic hallucinating body horror in front of me is this really happening is is her back bubbling now if i saw somebody in my family's with a, with a damp back i'd already be grossed out yeah I'd be i know i'd be going about the rest of my day who gives a shit you wouldn't who be grossed it? out i that's a spot you can't reach when you're getting out of the shower i mean i would just assume ah, man that oh i see you think it's like shower wet yeah, I mean, her back looks shower wet. It's uh, the days of our lives, by the way. That's the show he was on. But Billy Warcock's got to go to school because he's on debate team. <laughs> a plot, a subplot we needed. Sadly, he's about ready to whip this nerd in class. He is, <laughs> he's debating a nerd. You know, Billy, uh, like I said before, he's a basketball star. He's a jock. He's about ready to, to debate the dress code that the school is about to implement. But he's distracted by a front row hottie, Nick who is kind of uncrossing her legs at him and he is just fumbling for his thoughts. He can't put them together and it's an easy win. None of the kids want a dress code and Billy Warlock is, you know, the nerd is going to argue for it. He's just got to find his notes, but he can't because he's distracted. He's, you know, he's a teenager. He's yeah. I mean, he's, he's got a lot on his mind being a five foot seven basketball player. License plate, by the way, did you notice it on the Jeep? Of course. Well, on on on, you talking about the license plate on Blanchard's car. I didn't notice. Oh, that one that says ear for some reason. <laughs> That's my favorite. He's got a personalized uh, license plate that says ear. Well, Billy does as well, and it says hoops, which is more fitting. I guess they are both personalizing their license plates with their passions. Uh, yeah, the ear is the only thing left of Blanchard at the end of this movie. But um, I don't even know if that's left, Nick. He, you know, Billy uh, has a girlfriend um, named Shauna. She looks like she's about, it looks like she's about 40. (laughs) She does. But I mean, if you lived in that town, you'd age quickly. Things are weird there. But so she is, uh, they're pretty close. You know, they're, they're, they've been scromping, obviously make out all the time going to the beach anyway. But Billy starts to take notice of this rich girl. That's this, the girl at the front row of of the debate. And so his girlfriend's very jealous she notices his attention 
Um, but she should be jealous because the other girl looks like she's closer Listen, to his age. <laughs> I just found out Billy Warlock is two years older than the actress who played his girlfriend. Of course. How old is he now? 60. Just turned 60, huh? Happy birthday, Billy Warlock. When did he turn? <laughs> it's a, it's a vampire it? question, isn't it? Um, Let's get his exact date. March 26th, he, he became 60. I wonder how he celebrated. March 26th. He's not acting anymore, right? No, he hasn't done something in quite some time. Did I he like ever the... start? <laughs> Dick Warlock. You know what he was famous for, right? Well, he was. I believe he was one Michael Myers, right? Well, that he was. But he was Kurt Russell's stunt double for a very long time. Russell's double. Wow, I didn't know this. Isn't that cool? And Dick Warlock is... Uh, I think he lives. I think is he's he still a, alive. I think he's a living warlock. Let's see if Dick lives. Dick still travels the Earth. Does he? That's awesome. He's still, it... he's still yeah, two stepping around planet Earth. Uh, he is a young eighty-one, still like you know shredded as fuck. I'm guessing hasn't still worked work. in some time. About nineteen years hasn't touched it, touched it. Um, he the last time you may have seen Dick Warlock is. As the security guard with the cattle prod in Casino. Oh, really? Yeah. Or Julian Sands. Sands Pants! Dick Warlock is stage name, by the way. What's his real name? Penis Magician. Billy Warlock, he actually pulls that debate. Uh, He kind of wins that debate. He pulls it together because this this front row hottie exits. Mm -hmm. He's able to collect his thoughts. Anyway, he goes home. And I think that's when he... He is looking for what's he? he oh, he's going to go to the beach with his girl, and he's looking for some suntan lotion, like some that's right, some block or suntan lotion. And he he goes, he's like yelling for his sister. He's like, hey, and he goes into her room. And here's the shower, and goes into the bathroom. And what does he see? He goes into the shower room. Oh, the, I mean the bathroom they call it. But he goes in when his sister's taking a shower. That doesn't seem. Seems inappropriate, but like you said, this family, like, and he even says to this therapist that he's seeing that he suspects he has like an incestuous family. And like I, like we talked about earlier that, you know, his sister and him, they definitely flirt a little bit and he suspects that maybe he's adopted. She is hotter than his his girlfriend. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So what does he see? He sees her in the shower and she is facing two directions. So he sees first he's like noticing her body. She's obviously, uh, you know, naked behind this. What do they call that? Like it's a, it's a glass shower, but it's, uh, it's, what, what is that? Pat, you know, so you can't see through it. It's not. It's just, it's just like it's got some kind of blockers to it. But you can see the a human form, and you, you kind of see her. He's looking at her like top half, yeah, which is yeah, her head and breasts, and her butt is where her whoosh should be. Yeah, her, and her, she's got a front butt, and he's like, what in the. He can't believe it. He's like, this. maybe I'm just seeing things. So then he just, he opens the shower to double check, which is super weird. <laughs> Shouldn't do that. Well. And, uh, and, and she, and he, and he, and unfortunately, I, I guess she can write her butt just in the nick of time. And she looks. Because we see it again with uh, the other girl. She yeah. twists that ass around quick. She does. They, that's, a, I guess that's the, the, one of the powers that they can just, you know, assume the right shape real quickly. But anyway. She's horrified that sort of that Billy opens the shower. Not too mad at him. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm just trying to look for this, you know, the sun, the suntan lotion. And she's like, well, I don't keep it in the fucking shower. She doesn't say that, but 
Yeah. Anyway, so then he the he movie goes off and has a the, has the, a wank, has a weird wank, and then he goes to the beach. Yeah. The, then the movie kicks into super drive at the beach. It does because there's some crawling kids. There are, I wrote it down. Mm-hmm. It's weird, weird, creeping kids, man, crawling around. Well, there's also a very gigantic camel toe shot. Which Yuzna, I think he's a little peculiar. I think he, I think he took advantage a little bit. Some of the we'll people, idea. <laughs> the fact that the sixteen-year-old girl is basically naked in the in the shower. Mm-hmm. Then he's got a like a shot where we're zooming in on his girlfriend's camel toe. And then, by the way, the, the the entire rest of the movie. So they're at the beach. He's at the beach with his uh, girlfriend, old Billy, and they're making. He's making out with his with his ladies. He's copping a feel, which she. She she informs him to get a little too handsy in public, but I noticed that you know so she had beside her, what drilled down in the sand is a, a can of Diet Pepsi, nice with a straw poking out. That's a refreshing. My if I zoom in finally, a refreshing beach treat. <laughs> and when you can use the beach as like a coat, a, a kind of a cozy can cozy or can cozy, yeah. I mean that's, yeah. I love it. I think though that maybe it would make the the hot sand would make your your Coke a little you know too warm or your Pepsi too warm. But, but you'd I be surprised. Like, Have you ever been buried in sand? It's cool down there. So maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, that, yeah, it does. I have been buried in sand. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, if this were a thermodynamics podcast, maybe we get into it. But it ain't. Did you notice that it looked like they'd never uh, touched each other before? Like before they yelled action in that scene, the way that they're making out on the beach. I wasn't judging that too harshly. Yeah, that's fine. It, you know, they're in public. It's PDA. I wasn't, wasn't aroused. I wasn't. I wasn't aroused until them kids louder. came. Until the kids came creeping. So no, as they're making out, these little these two little kids are all of a sudden like on their bellies across a stand, and you're like, "What is that? Just is this just in this movie? Like it, they're just playing or something?" But they do figure in to well the they scene. have first of all they're wearing war paint for some reason mm-hmm. one of those actors by the way you know who that was no little conan yuzna oh brian's son conan he's a son named conan huh i believe he does that's a that's a lot of name conan yuzna 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 i mean oops i'm gonna see if he's still working though because i bet you he's killing it that's my guess is that conan yuzna is actually a superstar Wonder what his middle name is. One of his kids has a wiki page. Okay, Co- so we're... Co- Conan Yuzna, Zoe Yuzna, Noah Yuzna, and Logan Yuzna, who is an American artist, filmmaker, comedian, rapper, and skateboarder. The Logan is? Yeah, sort of a thing. I don't think so, Nick. He's a big YouTuber too. What does that mean? <laughs> he's a big YouTuber. You mean like he's just uh, on YouTube? He's a oh my god, he's a rapper called King Raisin. <laughs> Never mind. It's incredible. King Raisin? Yeah. I mean, that's actually pretty great. Okay. All right. He's nailing it. The movie is now officially in overdrive. The kids have squirted that shit on his face. So, yeah, they they grab, they grab the uh, suntan lotion and then they squirt it all over the, both of them, but mostly on the girl, on the his girlfriend. They, you know, what's funny is they hit her everywhere but her hair and she screams, my hair. And so then... Billy goes to chase these little rap scallions, um, and he then he grab, and he gra- he grabs the dropped suntan lotion, and he bumps into 
I think I think this happens. Doesn't he bump into this kind of like this beast of a of a woman? Like this kind of yeah, has, this hulking actress Patricia. What's her name? Who's kind of fun in this movie? I have to say, she, like she died character. very young. She looks very young in this. So how how old was she? She was like forty when she lost. But she's she she plays this. I, it's almost Pamela, like she plays like, Pamela. The, yeah, Pamela Matheson. She's dead as hell. But she uh, plays like a kind of a brain damaged character in this but she does figure in a lot and uh he bumps into her and she just kind of gives him this weird like look she looks like she's in a john waters movie but before that who's he gets squirted it's not by her the, the kids the kids squirt him and then he's walking around with that shit on his face and it's funny because this film has awful lotion continuity on his right, face he got a little lotion in his mouth i noticed which cannot be good he, he's like that's the grossest thing that's going to happen in this movie yeah. So yeah. So then he walks over and he he meets the uh, the bullies. You know. Uh, well, then he then his his girlfriend's like try to get invited to the the cool guy the the, the rich kids party, and he goes over there and he kind of makes this half ass attempt to like, um, you know, chat those guys up and they're just really mean to him. Ted Ferguson. <clears throat> yeah, the big bully in this, the big almost the big bad guy in this. Although there are many. He's like the, his fellow high school student that is having this party. And the guy's like, yeah, yeah, I'll invite you to the party. If I'll get around to you, I'll send you a telegram, which is super uncool. <laughs> Later on in the film, he sends him that telegram. He does. <laughs> and it's a huge day at the at the at his parents. His parents are so excited that he received a telegram. Fortunately, it's on the day that one of his friends dies. His parents are very excited about this party invite. Yeah, so it's weird. The way that this this thing is, it goes from scene, like moment to moment. So on the beach scene, mysteriously Blanchard shows up right after he gets rebuffed by those guys. His girlfriend's already taken off because the girl, he also saw the sexy girl on the beach. He does, yeah. And, oh, the, she, and squir- she squirts him. She squirts him. She, gr- that's right. she grabs, yeah. that's right, she squirts him, yeah. And, and uh, then later in the movie, he squirts her. It works out. But then <laughs> so Blanchard, then, you know, yeah, shows up on the beach as well. So Blanchard, the guy from the sister's ex-boyfriend, who was in the closet at the beginning of the movie, um, and has kind of attacked his sister. Um, anyway, he's like, I got to talk to you, Billy. Something weird's afoot. I've uh, secretly been taping your parents and your sister, which is super weird. He get, he busts out this mini cassette recorder, which I, I used to have a couple of those. And I, I have still have stuff on them, by the way. Can I, can I tell you, my son keeps one in his pocket wherever he goes. A he digital has, one? He, no an analog one, and he has a recording of the presidential debates that he listens to. We went to the grocery store the other day, and he was looking for money, and he pulls out this this recorder. I'm like, why'd you bring it? He goes, well, if I want to listen to the debate. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, look, you should introduce them to, like, the analog ones are worth money. Like, they're actually worth a lot of money because they're, they don't really make them anymore, and they're hard to buy. And the cassettes, I think, are hard to come by. But the digital ones will have a lot more space. You should upgrade them. No, he's a, he, my son's a, he likes old shit. Yeah, he's true. he's got a typewriter. Well, collection. the digital ones are old shit now. That's the thing. Who's who's busting the mini recorder? Let's talk about Blanchard. Have you ever seen a they messier? Have you ever seen I, a mess? Oh, have you ever I'm, seen it? Just go. <laughs> have you ever seen a messier? <laughs> <laughs> have you seen a messier tech briefcase in your life than Blanchard's? Trick question. There has never been one. I was hanging on that. I couldn't wait to hear the end of that sentence. And man, did that live up? <laughs> that anyway. So he starts playing this tape for Billy to Billy Walker. He doesn't want to listen. He's like, I don't want to listen to this conversation between my 
parents and my sister, but he, he does listen. And it implies that at this coming out party, the parents had sex with the sister and something horrible happens because they hear somebody screaming in the background. He hears talk of stretching and how it's going to be, you're going to love to stretch. And it's very weird. And he's mad at Blanchard, but he takes this cassette directly to his therapist. Yep. As you do. And he goes, look, I was right. My parents are fucking weird and they're doing shit with my sis. And the therapist is mad. I was like, look, let me, Look, let me take this tape. I'll listen to it overnight so I can fuck with it and then give it back to you the next day. Billy Warlock, it's hard to root for him at all in this movie because he's getting manhandled by everybody. And it's the uh, the amount of nefariousness to that therapist and he's talking to him to watch him just give up at the end. He's like, get the guy gives him an out to just bring it tomorrow. And Warlock bends. What a weak piece of shit. Well, yeah, he's a confused kid. Like, I, I give him that. I root for him. He's got a friend here, too. I don't, he reminded me of some actor. Yeah, he's annoying too. Besides Blanchard. Anyway, so what's happening is the next day he goes back to refresh this tape and the therapist plays it back and it's fine. It's almost like the, I guess he got the parents and the sister to come in to do like a little play to record. And then it's all like, it, there's nothing weird happening on this version of the tape. Billy freaks out and he calls from the therapist's office, old Blanchard. He goes, let me get another copy of that tape, bro. And I'll meet you somewhere. Unfortunately, Blanchard dies in a fire, like a horrific car wreck before Billy can retrieve that the copy of the cassette. Well, um, you think, we think he dies. I know, but that's what happens. I and mean, there's blood everywhere. They're carting a body away. The cassette, there's the mini cassettes there on the scene and there's no tape in it. Yeah. There's a cop there that's giving them shit. It's so, it's so weird. It's so weird. It's so cop looks like the cop looked a little bit like Peter Berg, I thought. Blanchard's dead, and then he goes home, and his and his family could give a fuck about Blanchard being dead because they got some news for him. Yeah, he got invited to that party. Te telegram, yeah, and it's, everything's just weird. The funny thing is, when he goes to that telegram, when he goes to that telegram, the party scene is also bonkers. It is bonkers, but I love one of the lines I did like in this is when is a great. There's two great lines in that. Well, scene. so he's with his family, and they're they're so excited about the party, and and he's like telling them. That Blanchard's dead. He's like, so you, you know, your ex boyfriend's dead, and no one cares. And they actually know. They, they're talking about this party, and one of them goes, "What are you, what are you gonna wear?" He goes to the funeral. Like he's so, <laughs> <laughs> like, he so can't believe that they're focused on this party. But then he goes to the party, dressed like a weirdo. He dressed like in a suit that's too big for him. That's the nineties, yeah. early or late eighties. Well, but this the is the thing I noticed in the party that was so interesting to me. Is that dudes like everybody was rocking like a lot of people? There's a DJ at the party that's rocking like a sweater, of course. And that's it's yeah the late '80s. You just yeah sweaters were were not. It was fine. Just show up in a sweater with a weird pattern. You know, I would, I miss those days. I love sweaters. I like sweaters too, but these sweaters were bulky and they had strange designs to them. It's too loud. They're too but loud. nobody nobody's wearing a weirder thing than Ted Ferguson in this scene though. Does he have a turtleneck? He is wearing a gigantic length shirt slash trench coat slash oh, he's a trench coat sweater, yeah. but it's very sheer. It's very strange. And he's in a tent, right? Aren't they in a tent? I mean, he's obviously in a tent. <laughs> no, I mean like a like you know like a sun like a like a sun or like a poolside tent, right? Like a cabana tent, like some you see yeah, at a hotel. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he gets thrown to the pool, and then the weirdest shit happens. Oh, Billy Warlock gets thrown in the pool. Yeah, yeah, because then he's he's uh, in the water, and that girl shows up, the sexy girl, 
And what does she say to him when he's when he's he surfaces? What does he say? She says she has like a pun, right? She says some she, kind of pun to him. She says, "Wet dreams." Yeah, they're pretty good. He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Hell yeah, I do, all the time about my dad, actually, which is just why I'm in therapy." Um, and then of course she invites him to her house, which you know. Yeah, and they so, actually. Do you remember the amazing line of dialogue she has when she's being a, a gentle host? Mm-mm. You don't remember this? She says, no, "Yeah." How do you like your tea? This is Cream? after they have sex. No. Cream, sugar, or do you want me to pee in it? I wrote it down, yeah. Yeah. Which he you know, which he's like, yeah, go ahead. No, it's great. It's great. It's 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 ridiculous. This is after they have sex, by the way, for the first you, time. You you're right, it, it is after sex. So here, let me just I'm gonna there's another line when they throw him into the pool, this this bad guy, what's his name? Teddy? Ted Ferguson. He says, You make waves, you're gonna drown. Send the trip. It's in the trailer. Incredible. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> and then the water, Billy Warlock surfaces, and the water has no idea what to do with that much hair. It does not know what to do. It's like <laughs> it's like trying to kind of fall off the hair, but like it doesn't, it's trapped in the hair. Uh, it's scared of the hair. <laughs> it doesn't that, it tries to drip and drips into the hair. Like it doesn't know where to go, Nick. That is a mo- monolithic zoom. It's a monolithic haircut. And hairstyle. Tell me about the bold feng shui of, of our girl's house. Remember what color the walls are painted? I don't know what it is. I, purple. Uh, she got purple purple, yeah, yeah. purple walls, man. It's hot. He goes home after this sexual escapade in which no, he does. No, no, no. Wait a minute. He doesn't go right home because they actually start to have sex again on the couch. And the mom comes in. And the mom happens to be the woman from the beach that has a right some kind of issue with her with her head yeah she hands billy she coughs up something and and hands it to billy warlock who holds out his hand yes as she's coughing up like a hairball he holds his hand out to receive yeah <laughs> coughed up weird thing yeah anyway the mom ruins the mood and the daughter is very upset about it because she wanted to have sex again the thing is we didn't talk about the sex scene we get I know. to see billy Warlock's O face. Her name, by the way, I like that actress a lot. Devin uh, D. Vasquez, who plays. Yeah, yeah. This, the act, this, yeah what's the her set? name in the movie? That's Clarissa Carlin. That's right, Clarissa. Clarissa. So, anyway, after this sex scene, after they, I guess they both score, you know what I'm saying? They both hit that O. He turns around, he's off the bed, he turns around, and she is twisted. You know, he under the covers, her legs are weird, yeah. her hips are weird. And he's like, Did I do that? What? What's going on? And then he freaks out and he looks at her again and then she's fine. But there's something weird happening. She's all she's kind of pretzels on the bed. Got to give our boy credit. Not a deal breaker when she wants to go at it again. No. And it might be a plus because he does not seem thrown by that. Like he's thrown by almost anything, everything in the movie. I mean, we, that it was throws during, him a little bit. It doesn't because you think about that was the golden age of G.I. Joe toys. Talk about pivoting torsos. That was just just Thursday for Billy Warlock. Did you know how they start to flirt at the pool? Is that she pulls a button off of his shirt? She sure does. Dear and penthouse, you, and I'm, that's where she made her start as a Playboy model. This actress, yeah, yeah, she oh, was nice. a she was a playmate. Oh, and Billy Warlock did not want to show his ass in this scene. Did you read that picture yes, trivia? Yes, and I also read the trivia <laughs> about that she had her one of her friends naked in the bed with her, facing the other way. That's how they filmed that scene. Oh, really? Billy Warlock's got a great ass. I would put my money on it. He's in tidy whities in this, by the way. Yeah. Get to see those bad boys. Um, Billy Warlock, by the way, is getting a little bit of weird, oddly, like, um, pranked 
by something in his Jeep every day. There's some kind of new weird thing. So there's at one point he pulls in the seat of his Jeep. There's a Ken doll with a screw in its head. Mm -hmm. The next day after he sleeps with this woman, there's a sex doll with that Ken doll rammed into its mouth. And it's labeled both of them. The sex doll is labeled Clarissa and the Ken doll is labeled Billy and like tape. So something, somebody's like doing something to him there's a, because there's angry. also a, a there's also a shrunken head in his locker earlier in the film. There's a shrunken head in his locker, yeah. So he's he's experiencing a little bit of bullying, and th- this is the point too where I was like, why are people? I thought Billy Warlock, Billy's character in this movie is cool. I thought he was like a, a popular kid at school, but a lot of people don't see they seem not to like him. So I didn't understand that until the end. So f- he finally does get home. His girlfriend mm-hmm. confronts him there, but that doesn't mean anything. Where does he discover his uh, family when he gets home? They're in the, the parents' bedroom? Yeah, all of them are in the bed together. Mm-hmm. In the bed together, yeah. Which he doesn't think is normal. It and then he gets in an argue with him, with his dad, and he says, fuck you, butthead. I'm moving out! The dad looking like Anthony Stewart Head in this, by the way. Looking a little bit like a young Anthony Stewart Head from Buffy the Vampire he, Slayer to play Giles. You know who I got? I got a, an evil Ed from uh, Evil Dead 2, that guy, that actor. Did you? The guy who gets turned into Evil Ed, that's who he yeah, reminds yeah, yeah. yeah, The guy that was later on QVC. That's right. It's a QVC yeah. host. The wing circle. So it's time It's time for Blanchard's funeral, finally. And something that happens at all funerals happens at this funeral. Uh, his friend pokes the body, the dead body, in a cassock and in the face and pierces the cheek. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you, I've never been to a funeral where that hasn't happened. That is weird, but Billy brushes it off. He said, hey, man, stop poking the corpse in the face. It's gross. Because the friend, the friend is his friend is like he doesn't even look like him. That's why he touches the, the guy's face, and then it looks exactly like him. By the way, him. it does. And in fact, it's the actor, and you can see him breathing in the casket. <laughs> I zoom in. His tie is out of control in this scene. By the way, the dead person, it's Billy's. It's like oh. a like a, almost a fully black tie. It's got like almost like a, the Disney castle pattern. <laughs> I mean, it looks ridiculous. You know, we lived through that time, man. Were you? I mean, I know that I was, I don't knock it out of the park style I was anyway right now, but I know I was suffering style at that it point. Was a, it was a tough time. Oh, one night, we, my daughter and me and a couple of friends were here, and I found my 6th, 7th, ninth, and 12th grade yearbooks. And we got rabbit holed to death looking at the fashion and stuff like that. And I remember yeah. I, I had a, uh, I wore on a regular basis a midriff Voirne shirt. Midriff? Like like a half shirt, sure netted. With, no, just like, like okay. a, a, with the sleeves kind of cut off, and it. Sure. I wore that. I like. I woke up. I looked in the mirror and it said, "Good to go." And I went outside. <laughs> I had. I mean, there is. It was such a bad time to be a person. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I was. I remember. There's a company called Gotcha, and I had like a hat. It was like a probably a surf company, and I had like this gray like acid wash hat that said Gotcha. Had like a probably like a I think some kind of fish mascot on it, and I wore I wore it proudly. I was like, this thing is cool, man. And my friend still brings it up. He still you, brings it up. We as an eighth grade, we had we just some of the shit we went through. We went through the Frankie says relaxed T-shirt phase of our lives. Yeah, we no, went in th- middle school. Every, all the girls dressed all the girls dressed like Madonna. Do you remember that? Of course. They had mm-hmm. the and they had the Kennesaw claw thing in their hair going on. Ocean Pacific was a big thing for a while. Op. Panama yeah, Jacks. Watches. Do you remember how big we talked about this before, but how big swatch watches were? And then 
then you had did you did you even because i know you had a swatch for sure of course yeah and i had and the then, swatch guard on it too of course swatch guards were huge and then it everybody had those so then it went to coke watches that I, coke tried I, to get out of the game yeah coke was huge mm-hmm. I, I never fell for it that's the one thing i got i was actually pissed off about the whole coke thing i got a coke watch no it was a big deal and yeah. then remember those weird uh like rugby shirts yep. that that phase I never had that in Benetton. Benetton was a big thing. Guess yeah. guess jeans were huge. Uh, the Genera. We talk about the Genera hypercolor shirts. Yeah, of course. I always but, think about those. And then there's the see, I even I remember I used to have pants with a trillion pockets and they also sure. had uh, laced up on the side. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Laced and up. They, OK, I get it. Yeah. yeah. Like and I'm a boy parachute pants like it yeah. was like we, had them we went through everything yeah went through everything what about was, th- those and then there's shorts that when you sit down your balls were everywhere everyone could see all your balls the big shorts the big yeah the, yeah. Yeah, the shorts had puffed out and ball shared sure. yeah those are gross and then i mean ruse i well we talked about ruse before it's my favorite shoe i've ever had i mean i love the zipper on the side Fra- francis for coppola loved them too but and then of course friendship pins mm-hmm. Can never forget yeah, friendship. That. Friendship beads, right? Pins. Oh, we, we call them friendship beads, but they they, they were on pins. Yeah. Safety pins you put on your shoe or your whatever. Yeah. Sure, man. That, that meant somebody wanted it. That was a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. So we 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 saw that's a when so we did somebody a, is that what that meant? It's <laughs> not what it meant. Or is I it? I mean fr- I mean that's that was the uh, short the yeah not where I was from I don't think uh, they wanted it. We've done a few movies lately that are from that awful <laughs> awful awkward time period where. Things just, you know, it sticks out. You know, people it make does, fun of yeah. people make fun of the 80s. 90s may have been worse. I don't know. Late Maybe. 80s. Like, I would say like 88 to like 93 might have been worse. I um, like, by the way, what about that little scene with the gardener? What another weird scene. So, yeah, the family, you know, Billy happens upon his family who are talking to their gardener. And the gardener has a plate of slugs. And the family is ooing and eyeing the, the parents and cooing about these slugs and looking at them, poking at them. There's a very big close-up, maybe the most beautiful shot on the film mm-hmm. of this slug. You know, Billy's just another day at his parents' house to him. Kind of side-eyes it, but he's like, I, I gotta go. Oh, it's, it must be Slug Sunday over at the uh, Billy Warlock house. You have to explain the slugs to me, because they obviously figure in a little bit to the makeup of the rich people in this movie. They're part of their uh, being. Yeah. I, I can't help you. Okay. Um, so funeral happens. This guy at the funeral, the, the nerd that um, Billy was debating says, look, I got something to tell you. Um, meet me in the woods. <laughs> and so he goes to meet Billy goes to meet him in the woods and his neck is slit. This guy's in his car, his neck slit and Billy flips out, sees a presence in the woods, like gets nervous. And then he calls the cops. He actually runs to his his now girlfriend's house and they call the cops. They run back out to the woods. Cool. What, what happens? I mean, shit is going on. No dead body. Yeah. In fact, that guy's fine. It's all a joke Mm -hmm. to get Billy taken to the psychiatric hospital where they declare him dead. It's very interesting. Yeah. A lot of, and a lot then for some reason, there. his friend confesses that he's been doing all these weird things to his car and all that. Doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. None of it matters. We're, we're, we're well, talking. Yeah. Yeah. 
He said he's mad at Billy. He's like, I, I feel like you weren't paying attention to me, so I've been leaving sex dolls and, and Ken dolls in your car. Totally so, normal. Yeah, and so, by the way, throughout the film, they keep alluding to the fact that this fancy gentleman is going to be the guest of honor at this party. The judge. The judge. Everybody's real excited. He's always smoking a cigar, which is makes me sad because kind of made me not want a cigar for a while. But um, the uh, it all it's all build up. It's all build up to this climactic scene. Uh, we know that things are weird. We know that the rich people have something going on. We know that Billy factors in. And then... Well, his friend does say something very interesting to him. He, Billy gets out of the hospital. He's like, he escapes. He's like handcuffed in his, his hospital room. He escapes. His Jeep is right there. Mm -hmm. And his friends, and he goes, Billy, they said you're dead. And he's like, no, man, I'm good. I'm going home. He's like, there's a reason that they said declared you dead. Something weirds afoot. Billy's happy. He's like thrilled. And he goes home. Instantly gets what? What are they? What is that thing? Something they use on dogs? That little? What's the thing they use on dogs? That little? Oh, that that, that collar. That, he gets that he put gets around caught. his neck, and then all the rich people are there, and they're they can't wait to criticize Billy and make and and like kind of make fun of him, tell him that that he's in for it and that he's adopted and he's not like them. You know, Billy's like, oh shit, I was right. He says something earlier where like, I'm not. You're not paranoid if all your fears are real. All his fears have, right. are real. Big parties going on, and it's the uh, the moment of triumph, the moment we've all been waiting for. Some of us. We keep hearing, we start to hear, you know, our judge talks about the smell of the hunt, the taste of the shunt.
Everybody's all decked out. They're obviously thrilled to be there. Everybody's super excited about this night. This is like like when the new Mandalorian shows up, you know, the new episode. We're they're like jazzed out. Can't wait. Yeah. So uh it starts off pretty gentle, right? Tell me what you think. I mean, like I, I mean, I'm dreading it. I think this point I turned it off and went to bed, remember, and had nightmares. So then I woke up this morning <laughs> after breakfast and watched it, which was the worst choice of my life. <laughs> I should have watched last night. Yeah, so Billy's on the floor, and then they everybody's kind of thrilled. They're have they're all dressed up for this party, and he doesn't know what's going on. He just knows that people are hating him for some reason, especially his parents, and everybody <laughs> acting weird. And then all of a sudden, this hooded figure gets pulled in too and thrown beside him, and lo and behold, it's Blanchard who is he lives. He's not dead. Billy, of course, is weirded out, and Blanchard knows he's screwed. Like he doesn't look thrilled. The judge said, hey, it's a double header, which is weird. And they start with Blanchard. They strip him. He doesn't like that. And then they start getting weird on him. Define weird. At some point, like the they kind of spy versus spy face on his skin. That's one thing that happens. <laughs> is that what they call it? And then he's like, don't do this. His, they start moving like things under his skin. Like They start kind of joining him. It's kind of like Slither, James Gunn Slither. He, uh, this must have been inspiration for that. Blanchard's hating it. In fact, the trivia says that they had to cut some of this guy's acting because it was too real. Like he looked so, he looked like he was really hating it. And so they had to, it was too horrific to watch him. I saw, I, I, I saw an interview with the actor, a more modern interview. And he said that when he read that in the script, he drove to his agent rather than calling him, drove to his agent and showed him the page and said, what the F? <laughs> And the agent's like, he, agent's like, it's going to be good for your career. And he says, okay, and history. That happened. was his last movie, by the way. No, it wasn't. Yeah, he. this is the last thing he acted in. He's done directing, I think, since this. Oh. Actually, not a bad actor, I think. He, kind of a good actor in this movie. What's his name? Can you look it up? He, uh, he's, he's got very thin arms in the, in the modern day. Zoom in. <laughs> huge zoom. Let me ch- let me click off this Tate Donovan page. People started t- starting to disrobe to get next to his his held down figure, and <laughs> he knows that's not good. He knows that they're not inviting him to participate in an orgy per se. That's Tim Bartell we're talking about. You're right, and Society is his last movie, right? You are right. Yeah, so I don't really understand what's happening, by the way. I'm just going to lay that out there, Nick. What's going on? How is this? How is this? How are they slithering in them? And so there's a viscosity and a um, the malleability to their skin once they become involved in the shunting process. Okay, they become more, I guess, porous. Mm. So they start, you know, they lick and fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> it works it works they they lick and suck and fuck until they're all loose and wet and then they start morphing and touching and shitting around and joining and eyeballs and weird and hair and butt 
So I don't so. understand. So they they have to, they they sacrifice, I guess, and like you know, it, obviously the poor, because one of the things that they make very clear is that Billy will never be like them. He's adopted. He's not born wealthy. He's not like them. He's not of their class. Therefore, lesser, just like Blanchard. So the richer consuming the poor. Okay, but what is, I guess the, what is it? They have to do that to get sexually excited, and then they just kind of. Uh, jump into each other's bodies and do weird sexual weird. I things? think it's how they made they they. I'm sure it has something to do with continuation of life as okay. well, you know. And that's where the slug thing is. I think there's these creep this slugs that live inside them that kind of keep them. Maybe that's what makes them so viscous and weird and porous and malleable and all that weird suck and fuck. So then uh, the parents, Billy's parents and the sister, they don't want to stick around for this 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 part they want to go into the bedroom and and do some sex stuff Mm -hmm. and so in a way it's kind of cute they're like you know what we're out for this part we're tapping out for this blanchard thing we're just gonna go have some weird ancestral ancestral family time right alone time as all this horrible stuff's happening they can't be they can't be bothered how different is the events of this film from a QAnon conspiracy Well, more I mean, believable for one. I mean, just like you know, what it, I don't know a lot about that. I don't even know. It, I don't even know what QAnon is, or if it's a person, or if it's a bad guy, or good. I don't know what it is. All I know is I hear stories about babies eating and animals, and sure, sure. Mm-hmm. No, this is a lot of conspiracy theories tied up in that. Yeah. So, is that the shunt thing kind of fit under that hood? They're saying that like I mean, I don't know much about QAnon either. They say that celebrities and politicians eat children. You know, that's one of the things. But they also think that JFK is still alive. JFK Jr. I think. And yeah, yeah. There's a lot of weird shit that's that's happening. I thought there. QAnon but, was the sorcerer from the Shannara books, but I got it wrong. As this is happening to his friend Blanchard, as he's getting um, entered and still and he's still alive, and all these people are sucking on him and being weird, Billy Warlock is not really horrified. Like he's just kind of looking around, like what? And uh, his girlfriend is there, and she doesn't like what's happening, and she helps Billy Warlock escape. Somebody escape his noose or whatever. Somebody, somebody, Moffat, Donald Moffat faces somebody's butt. Blanchard's butt gets Donald Moffat faced. Finger deeps. Yeah, that happens right at the beginning. Finger deeps in his butt. But not the hole, not his asshole. The side of his butt. Yeah, the cheek gets finger deeped. Well, if you want to read from the script, it's fine. (laughs) Yeah, what happens? Like, how does, basically, how does Blanchard's life end? The coup de grace is the judge himself burrowing through his asshole, if I'm not mistaken. And up through his mouth. And up through his mouth. And there's all sorts of cool shit that's going on. And everybody... Uh, well, I, I mean, everybody forms like, you know, it reminded me of the ship at the end of the abyss that surfaces like little appendages coming up here and there. It's just like this giant thing, like this bloated mass of bodies intertwined. It's very I know that it was inspired by the work of Picasso. The No, it's uh, I mean, Dolly, Salvador Dolly. I mean, yeah, I know it was I know it was very much inspired by the work of Charles Scholes, but it's it's very cool. And there's all these like weirds going on. I mean, you you did say that Billy Warlock is not plussed at all. He just is, you know, I don't blame him. He wants to get away. Maybe it's per- part of his brain is protecting him from seeing all this horror that's happening and folding in front of him. Anyway, he does a bad thing where he runs upstairs to outside his parents' bedroom. And then his therapist 
um, so, so who's, been, who's been doing a camcorder f- filming of this thing for later. He pulls the camera off of his face and he's got like indentations from the camera because he guess he's like soft mm-hmm. and sluggish. Mm-hmm. And he starts chasing Billy Warlock and his his whole head becomes a fist. His head becomes a hand, but he also has Joker face for a short while. He does. But then his it, that's weird to me that his, his head becomes a, a hand. Well, he could turn it into a hand very quickly because he, he says, I'm going to got my finger on you or whatever he says. He says yeah. some pun. And then and then so he that, has a, a an appendage hand that comes tracking towards Warlock. It's all sorts of stuff that I don't understand. Anyway, Billy then backs into a <laughs> Freudian nightmare where he goes into his parents' room and his mom's in bed. He's like, what's going on, mom? He still considers her his mom. Yeah, that threw me off. And then she gets out of bed and it's a puppet <laughs> that has the sister's head come out from her legs. I guess the sister and her, the mom are joined uh, up. I, I, must, I must correct you. It's the hands. Please do. It's the what? Remember, there's it's hands instead of legs. It's arms instead okay. of legs. And then the daughter's face is down where the gine would be. And then mom's sure. puppet head is up where the face would be. And she is like thrilled to see him. She is actually as warm as we've ever seen her in this movie. Mm-hmm. She's Name's like, oh, man, by the way. Yeah. Dad is nowhere to be found currently in this mm-hmm. in this tryst. And they are weird walking towards him a little bit like in Mountains of Madness or Mouth of Madness a little bit. Sure. And mm-hmm. then dad's under the covers all cute and out so dad is having fun with himself i think it looks like and he put his face through his butt (laughs) and then he does a joke he says you said i was a butthead yep and then he starts doing raspberries like he's farting with this and and that's what grosses billy out and he leaves and i was like this guy it just got 100 more likable to me you know what i'm (laughs) saying like in the scope of this film that's actually kind of cute yeah, and the fact that he wasn't really harming anybody else, he was just joining with himself. I'm, uh, I would have liked him to say, "I got shit for brains." I would have liked that even better. But uh, yeah, that actor has. Hey, did he also go drive to his agent? No, that's actually his. Uh, that's on his IMDb. That's his profile picture. Is it really? It is not. Oh, that'd be so good. <laughs> I think it would be kind of cute and synergistic if that was all of their LinkedIn pictures. Because they I, were linked in. Do you think like going to work, they were look they look forward, they set the alarm and they're like, you know what, can't wait to go do that shunting scene today. That's gonna be fun. I bet you they were thrilled to silk. <laughs> do you think that they were they were they were in there going, Man, what I can't believe we're making pinch me, we're making a classic. Uh one of the I read I was watching an interview with one of the makeup two of the makeup guys that worked with Screaming Mad George, who mm-hmm. was an art student killing it as a painter doing like these surrealistic paintings and he saw american werewolf in london and the howling and he said i want to do that and then these two guys they showed up on the set of this movie and they didn't know what they were there to do and the first job this guy said all right you need to make this guy's ass face that was his first job it's not just the actors but i like the idea of First of all, I don't think it's very good. It's awful effects, I think. Most of it's pretty awful effects, but it's gross, and it's gooey, and it's massive. And I think sometimes you could overcompensate on the size part, and it sells it. And I think this kind of kind of did. The funny thing does sell it, yeah. And there's also the great thing is, especially in that bedroom scene, they don't even try to hide the blankets the actors are hiding under. It it takes it one more step away from feeling like real life and much more theatrical as, as horrific as the stuff happening here they they do play some of this stuff for laughs like they do try to make the the rich people are kind of making jokes and like the music's goofy 
they are trying to like take the air out of some of the horror a little bit. The therapist has got some very bad one-liners, really bad yeah. one-liners. There's a lot of bad one-liners in this. And the judge the judge is obs- that's what I was horrified by when I first saw this was the judge is obsessed with Blanchard's beauty mark and then when he comes out of him, he has this be- the beauty mark on his face. Yeah. And he's thrilled. It's gross to me. It is gr- well, what no, do you the- think the KY budget was on this by the way. A couple of K Billy has a confrontation finally with the big bad in this, this, although there, like I said, there's a lot of bads in here, here, but Terry, right? The Ted, Ted Ferguson, up, Ted Ferguson, that stuck up rich kid that he's been kind of pushing and shoving throughout this whole movie. At one point, his, this guy's tongue rolls out of his face and licks Billy. Anyway, they have a, they're going to have a fight in which Billy starts to really lose. Like he gets thrown. Against well, this guy's doing like, ridiculous spinning kicks and shit like that. Adam. I was not expecting that. Billy, Bill calls him, uh, Billy calls him Gumby at one point. <laughs> but what happens to Gumby? Well, I mean, what you would expect that our hero shoves his hand up his asshole and pulls him inside out. Yeah. Cause the guy starts to kiss Billy and starts to merge with him. Billy does a, he yeah he he instead <laughs> yeah that's pretty gross I guess he uh, this this guy goes rubber too swing too quickly and yeah <laughs> it allows it but, allows but we do get to see him as you call it wearing the spy versus spy face he pulls him inside out and there's all those slugs that we saw before just inside of him it's it's not I don't love it I don't love that it happened. <laughs> It's there's not my a favorite thing I've seen. There's a few shots of his inside out body on the ground with these worms crawling around, the slugs crawling around. It's pretty great. And so the Billy and his friend, who's kind of intruded in this part, is, is like, you know, is worried about Billy. They escape to the Jeep with Clarissa or whatever her name is, the, the Carlin, girl. Yeah. They, they go, they jump into Billy's Jeep and they leave, speed away. And then that goes back to the party. And the judge has the final. Yeah. He looks down at, the final word, he looks down at this inside out dude and is like, well, we're, we're going to need a new intern for Washington, I guess. Credits. You know, credits. Now, I expected Billy to hero up and just take out everybody. But instead, he kills one guy, punches his dad and leaves. Yep. The rich people don't get and they don't really look that mad that Billy escaped. Nope. It's the most realistic movie I've ever seen. Yeah. The, the rich get inconvenienced and continue to be rich. Yep, there you go. That's why Poopy, Poopy Jeans loves this, I think, because it is fucking timeless. It is timeless, I will say. It's still relevant. But what did you think when the the judge was introducing Teddy and he calls him the champion of the shunt? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was that like that song, The Captain of Her Heart. That's what I kind of got out of it. But yeah, and there's even also... The, even the term shunt is so gross i get and it does it didn't exactly catch on right is anybody talking about shunting well shunting is a real thing but in movies like is it did they refer to shunting ever like as a horror thing like a body horror thing in other films no of course not and this never had a sequel so is it just limited to the term to this movie the term in that context yeah it's got its own little like i do appreciate that they that they use it like it's a a word like everybody knows what they're talking about yeah yeah, yeah, the shunt, and they love the they love it. They also allude to the fact that some historical, some famous historical people were, were part of this shunting poly- community. It wasn't like Genghis Khan and Julius Caesar. 
I didn't. I missed that part. Did they talk about? That? Yeah, they, they mentioned both of those guys. The lineage has been around forever, and they they mentioned them, and then they also mentioned Carl Malden was involved. Yeah, and then the movie's over, and 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 you get to go about your day. Is this a beloved film? Like, do people like it, love this film? I think people love it in the same way that they love Human Centipede or something. Like, there's like at arm's length. It's very poorly written. It's very poorly made. It has just it has balls. I guess it has balls and it actually, I mean, lots of balls, but, and it has, I think there's some, some parts of it that actually kind of hold up, you know, it's got a tone to it. I mean, I think there is obviously something to it. It's not like a, a well-written film. I don't think it was trying necessarily to be like he, I think he doesn't know that he was, he was like, yeah, I, I got this. I yeah, can but, make this but, work. But reanimator is a really well-written film. Of course. Yeah. And that's why people talk about reanimator, including Ryan Reynolds in life. That's right. Keeping it full circle. So uh, you're welcome, poop. Look, you're cleaning viscous off of you, leaving the mansion of sex. Hear a buzzing sound. Look down. Secret trap door down there, a little tattoo parlor. Guys, Wern and Zern and Schlerben, he just his leg is still a bit loose and weird, but he's ready to carve something from society onto your body. What would it be? I mean, I want nothing from this, but I will take, since it's a rule, I will... I'm going to get a little grayish circle kind of oval shaped on the back of my leg. And it's like uh, Teddy, when he takes off his clothes to fight our hero, the actor had a bruise on his leg that I noticed the back of his leg. Look, look, look pretty, pretty big. And so I would do that. I would get a tribute to the villain of this film. Maybe put a little smiley face in there, though. You know, something for me to make to make it happier. What about you? I've got uh, finger holes in my ass, like on my ass cheek. I've cr- I've created fake finger indentations where somebody's sticking it in. Cutely underneath, I've got two kids crawling up, you know, like with a war paint. <laughs> okay, so look, the film's over. The credits have rolled, but Thank lo and you. behold. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> there's a stinger at the end, a little extra gift. And there isn't, right? I mean, I didn't stay through the credits. I didn't either. I put my TV upside down in the garbage can. <laughs> Deleted scene, huh? So mine is uh, simple. They're, they're, uh, the cleaning ladies are starting to clean up the mansion. <laughs> the, uh, the, the judge kind of stands over Ted Ferguson's flattened inside out maggot body. Puts a little bowler hat on it. Kind of. <laughs> Here you go. Is he dead? Is he dead? Can they survive like that inside out? I, that's why one thing I do wonder. They didn't. Can they fix him? It didn't seem good. It didn't, but they also didn't seem like they were that broken up. About well, well, the fact that he has to get a new intern tells me that he's. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Done kickboxing. Yeah. Because that's, I was just going to say, my scene, like I was setting this up, see if you would answer. He didn't answer right. He's Ted's in, he's in the hospital and traction. <laughs> but it's just his roadkill flattened body inside out in a casts you know <laughs> like my dream just waiting for him yeah just waiting for him to to heal up he's got a little straw like a little um a cup of jello besides <laughs> i don't know but i think he's fine i think he's okay i think it just takes time to to write yourself and then next to him about 200 little tiny beds with little worms in them, interaction. Yeah, the as slugs well. are they're interaction too. You're right, the little slugs. <laughs> I feel I don't understand the rules of this movie. I don't. I don't get what qualify. I know that Blanchard's dead, but the rules are just rock hard, just rock it. You know, 
Okay. Just nail it. Blanchard is yeah. being worn by like 30 people right now. So Blanchard's out. There's a little Blanchard. No blood, by the way. None of the, you read about that, right? Yeah. They, didn't, they thought yeah. they would never be able to release this movie if they had blood. So they, it's all, it's not bloody at all. Yeah. Which makes it weirder in a way. hundred percent weirder. Jack Valenti calls up Yuzna direct. Can you throw some fucking blood in there? <laughs> oh, God. I got to know it's a for sure death. I don't understand what happened. Yeah. Then, of course, Valenti is probably one of these fuck. Look, money has just crossed your escrow account, and you've been given the budget to do your own sequel to society. What shape does it take? I'm thinking about just pocketing that cash. <laughs> Fleeing to Antarctica. All right. You're, you're, you're walking through Midtown, past the marquee, and to your surprise, you see Society 3 up there. Oh. Yeah, I skipped a second when I pulled that trick on people. No exposition, just straight to the quick, man. Billy's back. He's like a war dog now, though. He's hardened. You know, he's got tools. He's he's got he's loaded up with gear. You know, he's got crisscrossing clips on his across his sure, chest. Sure, yeah, yeah. Looking like at Grambo bags, all this shit. And we find out he he finds out where the wealthy are all across the globe. Shows up, infiltrates, gets caught up in the whole shit. Right when he's got him dead to rights, he leaves without any harm happening to them. You'll love it. You'll love it. I love it. I do love it, actually. Thank you. You made it just for me? Yeah. They do all... all they, no, they still shunt and do crazy weird. Mm -hmm. He exposes... Like, he, he gets in there, and they try to fuck him up. But then they do all their weird shit to an innocent victim. And then he has him dead to rights. And then he leaves. <laughs> well, I don't like this. Oh, but you'll love the movie. It's in 3D. It's fucking sweet. We shot all the shunting in IMAX. <laughs> so my this is the sequel right fuck yeah it's a character in the bathroom throwing up into a into a toilet and you just hear instead of like a wet you hear like rocks bound bouncing <laughs> off the porcelain and it's just like you, someone's thrown and you're like what it's dark and the lights start to kind of come on you know they, this is the director revealing the the character you see this big like brick like orange creature hunched over the toilet. Ben Grimm. They just took on Dr. Doom and one, but Ben Grimm caught a glimpse of what Reed Richard had to go through to prepare for that fight. And he is horrified. <laughs> Did not know that in order to get Reed Richard's game face on for the battle that he had to shunt his life out <laughs> And merge with Sue Storm and the Human Torch before they got to battle. Ed Franklin. <laughs> Just like Life was a Venom prequel, this is maybe a Fantastic Four prequel. Oh, and I love I it in the movie when he's listening to the audio tape. They're talking about how the longer you stretch, the more orgasmic it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you love it. I mean, I love knowing that. Because I didn't before. I just like the idea Richards is like wrapping his arm across like the street and all of a sudden he becomes. <laughs> well, yeah. All right, look, uh, you're in the film. You've been inserted into the running time of society. Nope. <laughs> What, what shape does your performance take? I'm a 
quivering mass of flesh and goop. Next question. Who are you? <laughs> What's your character? I'm a professional audio technician. And I am working, because, you know, this takes, in Beverly, takes place in Beverly Hills. So I'm working on the new Lou Reed album back in 89. And I get here knocking on the door. And this dude shows up. And he's got a microcassette in his hand. He says, look, I need your help doctoring this pronto. And I'm like, I'm working on Lou Reed, his shit right now. You know, that's that's priority one. He goes, and he's, he's got a wad of cash. He's like, Pew. you know, edit, edit the shit out of this. It's like, because I need to keep this kid on the hook for my morphin sex party. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're having a fuck party? All right. And I instantly cancel Lou Reed's album and to fix the audio. I'll probably at that party, my character. Okay. I mean, of course, it stands to reason. I'm quivering massive flesh and goop. I'll be there. Fashionably late. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. that, that'd be funny. You show up, you're already goopy. Like, you're like, I got takeout. <laughs> <laughs> Money has hit your pocket. You've been given the amounts to create your own business related to society. I got a good idea. I mean, a legit good idea. Okay. So I got Warren Buffett type investment money put in. So you go to any gas station in North America and you see a hastily applied new sign on the side of the building that says Shunt Brothers Pizza. <laughs> and we, okay. have, we have created beautiful little human-shaped breadsticks filled with tomato sauce and covered in melty cheese that you could twist into various shapes while you're eating them and they're you're stretching the cheese and it's all falling out and you're it looks like little bodies tastes great you got a shunt brothers pizza man you just you can get like four or five in one box and they're tired twist them and tire them and make like a little meaty balloon animal and then eat it by the way that's one of the foods i can't eat now for probably a couple of weeks pizza <laughs> Guess what I had while I was watching that this evening? Did you eat pizza? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh my god! I'll be eating like, what are you having for dinner, Justin? What are you eating? I'm eating uh, iceberg lettuce. Might sprinkle a little pepper on it. My business would be, I would. You could hire my company to prank your friends. I'm a pranking service that pranks your friends in hard to understand ways, like ways that they would never understand. What nothing ties to their life. So, for example, I would put like for, wait, an for, app. For example, like you getting an email at three in the morning, somebody bought you on iTunes Society. It's <laughs> a good example. <laughs> Another thing would be maybe on the hood of your car, there'd be an apple with a fake mustache on it, you know, or a box of Fruit Loops with Rice Krispies in it. Wow. Like I just, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Just stuff that, that, that no matter what it is, the people that you're pranking can't put it together. And then, you know, obviously at some point you reveal that you're the prank, the pranker. And then your friend's like, are you mad at me? What? No, I'm not mad at you. I just wanted to scare you with weird objects or make you une feel unease. Mm -hmm. I think that actually, as I say this, it's not a bad business. Okay. Would you like to be like, for example, if something, somebody put like smeared a tire iron, iron in like, apple butter mm -hmm. and leaned it against your a rocking chair you know what i'm saying would that that would be kind of exciting right yeah very very exciting to have a tire iron smeared in apple butter just saying an all-timer <laughs>
<laughs> How does this tie into society? Don't you remember that friend that was? Yeah, I know, but you have to. You're not going to badge it. You're not going to have like as seen in society or anything cool like that. No. Okay. Look, you're floating on an island. You've been there all these years, gathering debris from various films. And now it's time to take something from society. Okay. What you got? Well, I'm okay. I'll just go quickly. I'm going to take because you know I'm not. There's no way I can touch most of the stuff in this film. So I would take the DJ of that party was wearing a black and white sweater at one point. Um, I would take that black and white sweater. You know, just picture me leaning against the palm tree, looking out into the ocean, mm-hmm. you know, watching the little waves lap mm-hmm. rhythmically on the shore, shoreline. I'm comfy as the sun goes down, Nick, in my black and white weird pattern sweater. I like it. Does it smell of shunt? Maybe. <laughs> I hope not. Because I fucking try to clean like, like I'm Lady Macbeth. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just trying to clean the shunt off of it. I barely can wear it, but. Well, luckily they disrobe before the shunting. Yeah, yeah, and they do more. They do a lot. You're taking a look over at my island. And you're noticing, man, manicured his tick. Took the gardener. He is making cute little, like bonsai trees here and there. He's tilling the soil and getting the worms all greased out. You know, he's maybe even building a tiny, cute little hedge maze. You know, he's like going around and just. Tidying up things, palm trees. Who's he? You? The gardener. Oh, the gardener. Okay. The gardener from 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 society. He's going around, poking around, pruning this, pruning that, making it all good. Definitely scraping the ground and getting all the worms riled up so that they're really creating fertile. You know, like there's tilling the soil and squirming around and down there. Whatever worms do, I know that they contribute. Get them to just to earn their keep down there. Uh, trees are beautiful, pruned. No dead leaves. Fruits are blossoming. Everything is just on the up and up. He's actually used some of the larger leaves to, you know, irrigate water into the proper places so that, you know, it's a tropical island. Maybe we don't always get the rain we need where we need it. It's beautiful. It, it really ups the look. It, it, the place is, is plussed out. Great, man. Happy for you. I killed it. I got the gardener. You took something actually not gross and then not and then you ended this with this kind of some sweetness. Yeah. You're so you're so nice to me. Oh, I fuck him. I fuck him. 